You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here, to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? On this episode, meet Kim, who recently completed an epic solo bikepacking adventure by completing the Katy Trail on her bike after being inspired by a female colleague who did the same adventure a while back. At nearly 240 miles long, the crushed limestone Katy Trail spans nearly the full width of Missouri and is the country's longest continuous rail trail, intersecting with rural farmland, scenic small towns, and centers of commerce and government on its route, paralleling the Missouri River. And if you listened to episode 89 with Kevin Belanger from the Rails to Trail Conservancy, We talked a bit about the Rail Trail Hall of Fame, and back in 2007, the Katy Trail became the second member in the Rail Trail Hall of Fame. Kim, who is a well-versed solo female traveler, took a little over five days to pedal from Clinton, Missouri to Mockins, Missouri, staying in hotels and B&Bs along the way while carrying everything she needed in her waterproof and dustproof Ortlieb bike panniers. So here is Kim to talk about her Katie Trail bike adventure. All right, well, on the show today, we have Kim. Hey, Kim. Hi. I decided that you needed to be on the podcast because on social media, I saw that you recently did an epic solo adventure, and hopefully you are willing to share with the listeners. I did, and I've only been back a week, so I am oh. very anxious to share it. Yeah, it's all fresh in your head. Okay, so before uh, we spill the beans on what your adventure is or was, will you tell the listeners a little bit about where you live and what the culture for bikes is? Well, I currently live in Houston, Texas. Oh, okay. And the, the culture for bikes is um, actually quite poor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big movement on to um, make people um, more aware of cyclists. Um, unfortunately, there actually just this past weekend, there was a very serious accident where somebody rammed a group of cyclists training that. for an Ironman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, so it's difficult here. Um, there are a lot of paved trails, though, and that's really good. Um, the one that I ride the most is uh, about 15 minutes from my house. It's called the Spring Creek Greenway. Mm. And if you go from end to end, it's 35 miles. And the great thing about it in Houston is that it's almost all shaded. Oh, nice. <laughs> so paved and shaded. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> I I live in Iowa, so, um, you know, in the summertime is when most people are outside, but I did live in Dallas, Texas for a while, and it was, you know, I'd be the only one out in the middle of July or August (laughs) because everyone's like, what are you doing? It's so hot. (laughs) So you're probably just getting into your cool, you know, the, the good biking season. Yes, uh-huh. yes. So it's uh, like this week, it's going to be in the 80s all week. So that's like a big deal here. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I want to get into you recently completed an epic solo adventure of biking on the Katy Trail. And I am part of a Facebook group that I believe that you were 
that you were doing. Oh, a, when I posted about my journey? Yeah, you did day? a recap oh, yes, and I, I absolutely loved it. And the photos were so fun. I'm like, oh my gosh, A, I want to do this. And then B, I want to meet this woman. So here we are. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know where the Katie Trail is, but for people that maybe don't know, do you want to give a little bit of a highlight about the trail itself? And then we're going to go from there and get into your adventure. Sure. It runs from, um, well, west to east, it would run from Clinton, Missouri, to um, a place called Mockins, Missouri, if mm. I'm pronouncing that right. It's M-A-C-H-E-N-S. Um, most people just quit at um, St. Charles, Missouri, which mm -hmm. is a, a huge uh, kind of city suburb of St. Louis. It's a very nice place to, to end it. Um, so it goes basically right through the center of Missouri, um, about 240 miles. Nice. And I've done the Katy Trail uh, several times, but it was just a portion of it. And we would start in St. Charles. And let me tell you what a beautiful little town that is. There's like, uh, you know, bed and breakfast and all kinds of restaurants and bars. And I really enjoyed it. I did, too. I felt like that was such a great find. Um, I actually went to um, university at St. Louis University oh, okay. um, way back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. But um, I had never been to St. Charles and didn't know about that little jewel. It's actually a place I would like to go back to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, so Katy Trail is located in Missouri, like you mentioned. How did you decide this is going to be the place where I go on a solo bike adventure? <laughs> well, I had um, gone on supported um, overnight rides Um that's where like uh, a company um, kind of supports you in a group and they make the hotel reservations and they kind of do everything for you. And that's awesome. I love that. Mm -hmm. But um, about five years ago, four years ago, I had a colleague um, who was just getting ready to retire. And right before she retired, she did this. And I was just so impressed with her. And she was this total badass because she camped. She solo camped all along the wow, way of wow. the Katie Trail. Yeah. Yes. So this just stuck in my mind. And I recall as she's telling about this, this four years ago, I recall thinking, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, no matter what, I am doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, it's 240 miles, right, from end to end? That's correct. Awesome. And you mentioned your friend, you know, camped and did all of that, you know, out in nature. Did you do something similar? Um, I didn't camp. I don't know the first thing about camping, although I would love to learn. Mm -hmm. um, so I stayed in um, small local uh, B&Bs along the way. Awesome. But were you uh, carrying all your gear on your bicycle? Yes. Yes. Wow. And that was that was quite a challenge. Um, I'm a, a very experienced uh, solo traveler, so I'm really great at packing light. Um, but packing light and knowing I had to carry it in my panniers on my bag, that was <laughs> that was a challenge. I laid everything out before I left and just pared it down from there. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you from my own experience, it is an art to figure out how to carry all your stuff <laughs> um, and how to lighten the load. Because, yes. you know, you, you get to the point where everything's laying out and you're like, do I really need three sweatshirts for yes, this adventure? Exactly. And then you're like, but I, that's my favorite one. And that I like, oh, uh -huh. maybe I'll bring two. If? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What if it's, you know, 10 degrees? What if it's 90 yes. degrees? So I do feel your pain on that one. So um, what is the terrain like on the Katy Trail? Um, it is, uh, they call it uh, crushed limestone. Mm -hmm. um, I found it to be 
uh, quite a bit more gravelly than that. Um, and I don't know if it was because it was very dry, which is great, uh, uh, but I found it to be quite a bit more gravelly. I actually wiped out one day. It was oh. my only wipeout. Um, but I just kind of, you know, how on a bike you just get kind of caught in the gravel sometimes mm-hmm. and, and you have a little wreck. Um, so that was a little bit of a rude awakening for me because I have no experience at all riding on that uh, kind of terrain. Oh, sure. So um, in, uh, I lived in Europe for several years and uh, bicycling there is very different than in the U.S. It's quite a respected way of travel. And uh, everything is always paved, even like um, trails that go through the middle of nowhere in the country. They're always paved. So I have no experience riding mm. on anything but pavement. And on crushed limestone slash gravel, there's no coasting. <laughs> right, right. And, and you're it's on, all pedaling. <laughs> you're on a rail trail, if I recall. So, you know, the it's kind of a hidden, uh, what am I trying to say? The hills are kind of hidden because it's only maybe one or 2% grade at some times. And you're like, oh my gosh, I just can't stop pedaling. And then, (laughs) you know, I don't know if you noticed that when you were pedaling. Oh, indeed I did. So I have a a bike computer that's telling me that this is only a 2% grade. I shouldn't be this tired. But it's a 2% grade that's been going on for the last (laughs) 10 miles, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. I saw somebody posted a map um, on some social media site of the KD Trail. And it looks like, I can't recall which way, but in general, one way is a little bit more downhill than if you were going, you know, the opposite way. So do you know if you picked the right right path? (laughs) Oh, I know. All right. This was not a mistake I was willing to make. (laughs) So it's much better to go from uh, west to east. That's Clinton, Missouri, to uh, the St. Charles side. So um, I took a I uh, I drove from Houston because I wanted to take my own bike. So I drove from Houston to St. Charles. And then I took a shuttle, a bike shuttle to Clinton to start it on that side. Oh, nice. Okay. And was the bike shuttle something that was like advertised? Or did you have to do some research? I had to do a little research. Um, it They do this frequently. And interestingly enough, I asked the gentleman on the way there, like, are you going to pick up people from this side, you know, and take them to the St. Charles side to start? I assumed that's how that worked. And he said, that almost never happens. Uh, almost no one does it that direction. Ah, uh, so everyone knows the secret about the <laughs> yes, elevation. So. <laughs> and here I thought I was so smart. <laughs> uh, how long did it take you to do this? Um, a little over five days. Oh, nice. So I, I, got, I got a guidebook and I kind of had divided up, you know, a little bit what I wanted to see and I just didn't want to be too rushed. So I did anywhere from um, 37 to 55 miles a day. Okay. And what was like a typical day like? You know, I, obviously, if you were, you had a bed and a ability to shower each day. So yes. how, how would you, <laughs> how would you uh, plan a typical day? A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. Uh, Well, they were having quite a heat wave that week, so Uh. I wanted to be sure that I got an early start. So um, I would just, I got up very early and um, was hitting the trail no later than 7 a.m., which Mm. was about sunrise. So then from there, you literally, you know, whatever path you were taking, I'm assuming you already knew where you were going to be staying that night. 
I did, which was a little pressure. Could be good, could be bad. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> but if I was camping, I would not have had that pressure. <laughs> but I knew that I had to make it to my next stop. That Yeah, it does kind of change the dynamic of, does, all right, no matter what, I have to go 43 miles today or whatever your yes. mileage may be. <laughs> Um, tell us a little bit about some of the towns that you went through. Like, do you recall any, like, you know, like you mentioned, St. Charles is a place you want to go back to, but any other places that you're like, wow. There was, um, in Rocheport, in Rocheport, there was the Merryweather Cafe, uh, I think it's called Merryweather Bike Cafe. And that place was so cool. And they make homemade Pop-Tarts. Ooh. And (laughs) yes, and they were out of them when I, it was my turn to stop by there. And I was so disappointed. So I would go back there for homemade (laughs) (laughs) Pop-Tarts. I'd like to see what that looks like even. I you know, because couldn't tell you they were out. <laughs> <laughs> Real pop tarts are a little bit cardboardy, but yet I still love them. So I can imagine mm-hmm. homemade. <laughs> okay, my mouth is watering a little bit, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and the other town that I think of when uh, my small, you know, experience on the Katy Trail was a town called Defiance. Um, I feel like there was a restaurant or bar right on the trail. And if I recall, the inside of the restaurant slash bar was full of like um, stuffed squirrels and stuffed foxes. <laughs> and d- do you remember that place? I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. However, it was closed. Oh, no. <laughs> Which was a recurring problem. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. So then were you savvy enough to find either gas stations or grocery stores to load up on food for the day? Um, I actually uh, brought stuff with me because I... I had a hint that this would be a problem, and this sure. was actually my biggest problem. Was um, it's kind of hard for me to visualize that there's not even going to be gas stations, yeah. and and there literally was not. So I had brought like packets of tuna, protein bars, some things with me, and I was so glad I did because sure. locating food was definitely the hardest part. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to stop and take a break on the trail, um, I don't recall this, but are there like benches along the way or obvious places that you can pull off? There are, yes. Okay. And that was so nice because you could kind of see, um, sometimes there would be big rocks, but you could see where uh, people had kind of walked the trail to it. So, you know, it was like a scenic overlook kind of thing. Okay. That's awesome. How about any either crazy or cool things that happened that were really memorable? Um, I saw a lot of the prettiest blue snakes. They were kind of iridescent. So, of course, I had to Google them. And they're called blue racers. Mm. And they were just, they were out everywhere. They were really magnificent. Um, I think that um, a couple of not cool things happened that surprised me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I met um, a lot of people, not as many people as I thought there would be on the trail because the weather was so perfect. But um, it was kind of disappointing to me. I met um, many men who were doing it solo um, and several couples. But I didn't meet another single female doing it. And um, that really surprised me and um, kind of made me feel sad because um, what a great experience. And um, gosh, I want to try to I want to try to get the word out. I want to try to fix that. I just couldn't believe of all the people I met, uh, not not another single female doing it. And um, Women can do it too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, with that said, how did you feel as far as being out there on your own? Were you ever a little bit nervous or fearful or anything like that? No, not in the least. Not for one second. Just people 
out cycling then. And a lot of times, I mean, you would go for, um, sometimes I went for hours and didn't see anybody. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, so that was, um, that was also a, a little bit of a surprise, like I say, um, because I didn't, uh, the, the, there's several Facebook pages and they're pretty active. Mm -hmm. So I thought I would see people like all the time. And that definitely wasn't the case. Um, another uh, crazy thing that happened is I thought that when there's places that don't have a Wi-Fi signal, I thought that meant like maybe for a mile, you won't have a Wi-Fi signal. I did not understand that this meant for hours, you wouldn't have a <laughs> Wi-Fi signal. I had no concept of that. <laughs> Welcome to the so, middle of nowhere, Missouri, wow. right? <laughs> I did not know there was any place like that. <laughs> it sounds kind of naive, but um, from, for, from now on, and if I do it again, I would get one of those little, I think they're called like MiFi devices. I don't know. I researched them. And I would carry that with me because that was a little bit unnerving for me, just a little bit. Sure. But no, as far as safety, not for one second did I feel unsafe. Yeah. And if I knew how to camp, I would definitely have camped and not have felt unsafe at nice. all. Nice. And you mentioned your bike computer uh, showed elevation. So did it also have a map that would tell you how many miles you had to go till the next town? No. Oh, okay. What but a great idea, though. <laughs> but you, <laughs> but you at least started your day knowing. Okay, I got. I have about this much until we get there. I did. Yes. <laughs> Very well planned. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I was going to ask anything go wrong, you know, besides the, the minor fall in the gravel, but anything go wrong <laughs> as far as mechanical issues or weather related things? Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. So within the first 20 miles, I kid you not, the first 20 miles, I get a flat tire. Oh, <laughs> Oh, so I'm thinking, so I'm changing the tire and I'm thinking, like, is this a sign from the universe? Like, should I not go on? You know, should I just quit? Is this a sign? <laughs> Who gets a flat tire 20 miles in to a 240-mile ride? Oh, and I had put um, gravel tires on my bike. I rode a, a hybrid bike. Um, I had taken the hybrid tires off, replaced them with um, uh, specialized sawtooth gravel tires. Um, I think they're 38-millimeter tires. So, you know, I was well prepared mm -hmm. <laughs> to get a flat tire that soon in. But I got it changed and went on my merry way. <laughs> That's it. Maybe it was the universe getting it out of the way. You know, let's do it the yes. first day when she's fresh and then we'll That's be done. That's right. Get this done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned um, it was warm or warmer than normal in Missouri. But what about any other weather issues? I was so lucky to have not had any rain at all mm. it was extremely dusty um because there hadn't been rain for a while but um i would just much rather have had that than uh than rain yeah and it was kind of cool because um so my my friend who did this former colleague who did this um a few years ago she had advised me to spring money for the Ortlieb brand panniers, mm -hmm. um, Ortlieb, O-R-T-L-I-E-B. I'm not affiliated with that company or anything, but she said, if it rains, you have to have these because they are completely waterproof. And and I remember before I left, I texted her and said, I just saw the price of these. Are, are you sure <laughs> this is a necessity? And she said, spring for it. You will thank me later. Yeah. And they so, last forever. Yes. And so I could not believe in this incredible dust. I mean, I looked like a mummy every day and um, the dust did not even get into my orderly panniers. Nice. I could not believe it. Yeah, yes. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, and so speaking of panniers, um, I did not prepare you with this question, but did you bring any 
want items versus need items. Like, for example, something I throw in my bags, regardless of how much room I have, are Uno cards for when I'm biking with friends. <laughs> because it's just like a nice, you know, you're at your campground and you really, you know, you're just talking to each That's other. Cool. To throw out the Uno cards and play a few games is fun for me. So I always like... I can make those fit somewhere. But did you have any any idea. items, maybe a book or something that was like a luxury item? Well, me being by myself, it would have been kind of weird to pull out <laughs> yeah. the Uno cards. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> I never go anywhere without my Kindle. So that was, oh, perfect. That yeah. was a must. That was um, end of story. That has to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a Kindle is much nicer than bringing three or four heavy books. So that was Oh, my smart. goodness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we kind of mentioned, you know, favorite towns, but was there a favorite place on the trail that you were like, oh, the canopy's beautiful or um, like one place I really like on the Katy Trail is that huge rock cave almost. I, I don't know what yes. it's called, but it's just. I don't either, but that's so cool. So beautiful. But any other places that you're like, oh, gosh, this is great. Um, there was such, a, yes, there was this random place and maybe perhaps um, you being from Iowa, you know, that's close to Missouri. I don't know why I would think you would know this, but <laughs> so there was this place and it had boats that were buried like halfway up, like boats. Like on the shore? No, in a yard, like in a field. Oh. Not a yard, a field. And there was a lot of boats. Um, I don't remember, maybe like six to eight of them. Oh. They were real colorful boats, but they were buried in the ground about halfway up, just sticking up out of the ground. There was no sign. It was just nothing, just random boats buried. <laughs> so like a boat graveyard almost. Yes, huh. exactly. It was so cool. I loved it how um, several of the houses that were right along the trail had uh, placed bikes in the yard that were all painted and oh, decorated. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool. <laughs> that is awesome. The year that we went, uh, we went to some small town. And of course, I don't recall what it was. But that particular day, they were having some sort of parade for the town. And so we came upon this parade in action. And they're like, Oh, jump in, jump in the parade. So we pretended like, you know, the town was having a parade for us. But it was so fun, because then, you know, all these uh, community people were interested in our uh, bikes and all the stuff we had on the bikes and where we were going. And they were very proud of the Katy Trail. So I loved that. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, do you think you would do this again? A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a new jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code Primal Murph to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I have other challenges on the horizon. This was a wonderful experience from start to finish, even including the stupid flat tire in the first 20 miles. <laughs> how about would you um, do a little research on how to camp and go that route? Maybe. <laughs> um, every time I go to REI, do you know REI? Yes. Yep. Outdoor, okay. So I go there and I'm like really determined, you know, I'm going to figure this out. And then I start looking at 
tents and sleeping pads and our values and it just makes my head hurt and then I just end up leaving. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, especially if it's cool at night, I can fill up two panniers with just the camp stuff, you know, like you oh, said, no. the camp pad <laughs> and then the sheet and then the blanket and if you have a sleeping mm. bag and the, pil- the pillow and all that, you know, so um, I, I call it credit card camping when you can just go to an Airbnb and if you, if you can afford it, you know, having a good night's sleep and a shower every day definitely changes your... <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Definitely changes the experience for the better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay, so you as a um, solo adventure bike packer and also as a female, what would you tell somebody who's considering doing the exact same thing you did? Um, I would say that absolutely go for it. And if you've never, um, I talk to women all the time, particularly women kind of in my age group, I'm 58 and the kind of the 50 plus crowd. And, um, so I have women message me all the time about like, how do you get started? Cause I'm a very experienced solo female traveler in general. And, um, I think that if you haven't any experience, just start getting out small. Just mm-hmm. get comfortable going to a restaurant by yourself. Just take an afternoon and go to a restaurant across on the other side of town. Um, nobody's going to look at you and think, oh, wow, she doesn't have any friends. Um, take your Kindle, take a book with you mm-hmm. so you have a distraction. Um, and then just start out with day trips. Um, just drive to another town and cycle on their uh, on the nice, easy in and out bike trail. Mm -hmm. And it's just so empowering. And I think it's so important for women to get that confidence level. And it just opens up your world. Because if I were to wait for my friends to go with me on trips, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'd be waiting years. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I would never get it together. And the photos that you posted uh, showed that confidence. Like I could tell you were having (laughs) a blast. And it also just showed that you were you know, you were fine being by yourself and you were fine having fun. And I just, the, your photos were very inspiring. Including the one where I started out the day with this big happy face and I ended up the yeah, day yes. <laughs> laying down with my arms. I was going to say, I, I think you were laying down on your back like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. But <laughs> what it was, do I do? <laughs> that was a 55 mile day. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Um, do you have any, you know, you kind of alluded, but do you have adventures on the horizon? I do. Um, I'm going the first week of December. I'm going dog sledding in Alaska. Whoa. And I can hardly wait. I'm dying. To, I don't want to wish my life away, but I'm dying to go dog sledding. Wow. <laughs> and I'm assuming at that point, dog sledding is literally on snow, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. Because I've seen it's dog sledding <laughs> on wheels, too, like where they're running. Yes, with. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're doing the real deal. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so in a couple of years, I'll interview you and you'll be like, I just did. I did a rod. And <laughs> <laughs> and another thing, I have a curling lesson scheduled Ooh. in Alaska. Yes. I discovered curling on the Olympics about 10 years ago. And it's the funniest sport I've ever seen. Yeah. But <laughs> There's a lot of um, intensity, you know, on yes. either end of the the athletes on either end of that sport. I, I don't quite understand it, but <laughs> well, you'll it's learn. hilarious yeah. to watch. So I'm going to do this. <laughs> oh, those are exciting adventures. And then maybe one day, uh, Katie Trail again. Um, yes. And I'm assuming that, you know, biking is still part of your life. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. My passion. I really want to go um, do the uh, the Gap, the Great Allegheny Passage. Mm-hmm. 
which um, you you probably know it's about uh, I think it's about 150 miles and it connects with the CNO. Yeah, I just did um, it two weeks ago. I oh my literally, gosh. yeah, I'm totally dying to do this. <laughs> we did it um, with the intention to start in Pittsburgh and end in Washington D.C. Yeah, but Hurricane Ida came through and. Uh, f- oh. flooded the CNO. So we had to stop at the end of the gap, which was in Cumberland, which was still, it was an amazing, I highly recommend. Um, really? And it's very similar. There were many days when we said, we feel like we're on the KD trail because of the terrain and the, you know, the, uh, it's a rail trail as well. So I think, yeah, you should definitely put that on your list. And uh, we want to go back and complete the CNO, um, you know, without the flooding. So Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's a shame about the CNO because I've read it's a bit rough. Yeah, it so is. So if it flooded that much, it's probably a little bit rougher. Right, yeah. I, I We did get to ride about 10 miles of it and it is literally dirt and rocks. So a little bit of rain oh. gives you mud, <laughs> mud and rocks. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. Well, uh, before we go, is there like anyone you want to give a shout out to, you know, whether it be the colleague that inspired you to do this or we mentioned Ortlieb not because you are sponsored by them but because they're a great uh bikepacking bag yes the colleague who um she that I uh mentioned her name is Stephanie Hensel and so not only did she inspire me to do this she lives in Kansas City Hmm. she drove from Kansas City to meet me on the trail and ride with me for a day nice that's awesome she's retired I have not seen her in a couple of years so it was so cool of her to do that yeah that's great well if anybody wants to follow you uh, or see the adventures that you've been on or see more about the Katie Trail is there a place that they can go to look um yes and on Instagram and it's Kim PM one. Excellent. And then I guess since we're talking about the Katy Trail, there are a couple of Facebook groups that are specific to the Katy Trail. So then you can experience what everybody else is seeing too. So I would recommend people go find that on Facebook. And that's exactly how I found you. And that it is so helpful, people sharing information like that. That's why I tried to be real conscious about posting no matter how tired I was. Yeah. Because just sharing information. It just, I think it helps everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kim, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and you definitely have inspired me to, um, well, Katie trail doing the whole thing has been on my bucket list for a while, but I wonder if I could squeeze it in this fall yet. Cause that would be so beautiful. I bet it'd be cool. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Thank you so much, Kim, for coming on to talk about your experience biking the Katy Trail. I hope this interview inspires someone out there who maybe has been waiting for friends and family to get the time to go on a multi-day bike ride to listen to Kim when she says, absolutely go for it and plan that solo bike adventure. We mentioned a couple of Facebook groups focused on the Katy Trail. One is called fans of the Katie Trail Group, and the other is called Katie Trail Rider Group. Both are great resources when planning your Katie Trail adventure. 
So email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology. Visit my Instagram page for daily entertainment and check out my website for all kinds of bicycle stuff. And a quick shout out to Simmons Electric for sponsoring this episode. I'll leave you with this quote from the Unwritten Book of Morphology. This quote comes from the Bay Area Ridge Trail Council. If there's one essential ingredient to creating trails and trail systems, it's people. All the land and financing in the world won't blaze a trail if there aren't people champion the project. Think about it. Thank you.